Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey, thank you, everybody. Thank you. From beyond the grave, almost. <laughs> As a near-death experience has racked one of your affable co-hosts, welcome to Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, and my partner sitting over here with a big smirk on his face is the exploding <laughs> unicorn, James Brakewell. How you doing, James? I, I, I'd be doing better if it wasn't a near-death experience, if it was an actual death experience, <laughs> but you know what? We can't always get what we want. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're going to get the pity vote here, cough, coughing on uh, on the recording. I, I see how it is. I see how it is. Now, we have to say something about this because it was funny. Half the people thought it was a bit, and I suppose I can see us doing that. I wouldn't put it beyond us. I wouldn't put it past you. I mean, you lost last week's challenge. You had to <laughs> you know, do a Justin Bieber song, and I thought that uh, I thought that maybe you thought death was a, a reasonable alternative. I, I don't know what goes through your head, so why don't, why don't you tell us what happened? I tell you what, compared to what happened, death would have been not only a reasonable, but a desirable alternative. In as lukewarm of terms as I can put it, and the pun will become apparent in a second, but I got up in the middle of the night and couldn't pee. And uh, I'm guessing I have a kidney stone that has still not been resolved, which I'll get to in a second. But I had to go to the emergency room. And uh, the picture that you saw on Twitter was me laying in bed after nine unsuccessful attempts to jam a catheter into my bladder. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Nine! And it involved a garden hose and a broom handle from the feel (laughs) of things. And they don't anesthetize you at all ahead of time. So... It was like going to war, and you I still were, need to... You were going to give everybody nightmares. This is the point where we just lost all eight of our last listeners. We, we well, worked so hard to get those eight listeners. I don't know. If any of them are women, they're kind of nodding along going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what childbirth feels like, honey. <laughs> we have... I got to say, I told, I, I told my wife about that, that your adventures, and she gasped. I said, you, you can't gasp. Steve is old and weak. This is natural selection. You can't get appalled over that. I, I must say though, I am I am happy that you survived because if if you had died, I would have had to have sent flowers, and that's expensive oh, yeah. and awkward. Yeah, yeah. And you just you saved me in unwanted social interaction. So and, thank you uh, for that. The package would have shown up, and my wife would have been like, "Who is James Breakwell? I don't even know what this is about." And then, if you'd have shown up at the funeral, you might have been escorted out, just knowing our relationship. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you. I hope you tell the bouncers not to let me in, and I do hope <laughs> your funeral bouncers. has bouncers. <laughs> if your funeral doesn't have bouncers, you have not lived your life correctly. Are you on the list? <laughs> So uh, that is me, and I am doped up on Percocet as we speak here. So this is going to be an interesting one. And speaking of the one, what are we doing today? We are doing uh, an interesting debate suggested by a listener, Dunkin' Donuts versus Starbucks, which is better. And we're doing and, the voting a little different yeah. this week yeah. um, because, uh, you know, it, let's face it, everybody just wants to vote for me because I'm amazing. What? Or maybe they want to vote for which side they believe in first, but really you're supposed to vote for who wins the debate. So we are going to give you a code. <laughs> word that yeah. represents each of us and there's going to be four options with two dummy options on my twitter feed at exploding unicorn without the east so when you vote 
only listeners will know which ones they're voting for, and everybody else will just be voting randomly. And they probably still will, and they'll probably still determine the, co- the course of this. But you know what? We tried, okay? We tried to make your votes count. <laughs> well, and whether they vote, if they vote randomly and misfire, their vote doesn't count. So they That's have to true. listen to the podcast. That's the risk. And there's a penalty this week. So we are going to do an ice bath, and we both agreed before this that if the loser did an ice bath, that loser was Steve, it would kill him. And since the loser <laughs> will be Steve, we have to rethink. So we're going to do more in the vein of, of Justin Bieber, which, which let's face it, Steve did a killer performance on last week. So this time, the loser of this debate, as the poll <laughs> determines, will have to act killer. out an embarrassing movie scene. Uh, and they can either do it by themselves or with the help of their family, and we are going to let the listeners vote. So that'll be a, after, after the initial vote determines who won, then the li- audience will actually help decide the punishment of what movie they'll act out to. And if it's me, I can guarantee my wife will not participate. And if the movie scene requires making out, I'm going to have to use a throw pillow. <laughs> who would who would vote for that with you? I mean, it's <laughs> they're going to probably vote some black and white movie and just have you play the black sections. Just be completely dark. <laughs> All right, and we will uh, give the code words at the end of this show, right? Yes, at the very end, because I, I know people would rather listen to 30 seconds. Let's face it. They, they tuned in today because first they wanted to figure out why you were dying and why you didn't die. And then, then after that, there are probably a few people trying to grab the code words. Well, you've got to listen to the end. And that, that sound you heard right there was everybody just skipping to the end. So we just shot ourselves in the foot again. <laughs> Well, we do have a bit of a debate in the meantime that if you want to be entertained, listen to the Dunkin' Donuts Starbucks, and that's what we do every week is we improvise a comedic debate, and if we're funny to nobody else, we are funny to each other. And uh, we have the sides determined by the Guam quarter of fate, but we typically exchange pleasantries on the front end. I don't know, did my story capture all that time, or should we exchange the pleasantries? I think we have to. I think honor demands it. So I am going to actually say something nice that's almost legitimately nice. Almost. Uh, well, this is a, a new frontier. All I know. Right. I'm a little scared myself. I want to congratulate you on almost live tweeting your own death. Like, when you when you messaged me to say you couldn't record, I thought you were kind of milking it. And then you tweet out a picture of yourself like comatose on a hospital bed. Like, that is hardcore. You to know, the, the end. <laughs> the story behind that, and uh, thank you for that uh, vote of confidence in me living versus dying, but my <laughs> wife, because now my wife might have been in the room for the catheterization, but our son was there, so she had to go out in the waiting room with him during the uh, Inquisition-style torture session. (laughs) But when it was over and I was laying just kind of panting in a pool of my own urine, blood, and and sweat, and by the way, I did not cry through the whole thing. I wanted that noted in my medical chart. (laughs) But the nurse went out to get my wife, and as her and my son were coming down the hallway, my room was literally at the end of the hallway, and of course they leave the drapes open and the door open, because why not have Steve's pee-pee be visible to everybody, the janitor, all the nursing staff, and all the... This is why we can't do video with this podcast right here. (laughs) But my wife took that unbeknownst to me as I was laying there, praying for a quick and painless death. Not, not to totally derail us again, but why don't they use anesthetic? I mean, if they can, they can give my wife an epidural so she feels nothing during childbirth, how can they not give you anything for a catheter? That makes no, I feel like that is just like some sort of cruel revenge plot. There's no, no medical reason they couldn't give you something. I don't know, because I asked for it, and at the end of it, the, the, uh, I almost said the waitress, the nurse <laughs> brought me a nice syringe full of Dilaudid, which uh, led to a marriage proposal, but my wife was standing there. It was a little awkward. But... <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. When I have to go back because the dent, the the dentist. God dang, James, what? I can't even this, talk. This now. Percocet is amazing. I cannot wait for this debate. <laughs> but uh, the doctor that has to go in there, he's got to kind of auger out whatever is blocked because he couldn't oh. find it before they had to get that bladder emptied. And so uh, he's going to knock me out for that one. He said he has to get, and I quote, more aggressive with it. <laughs> How are you not just curled in a fetal position in fear right now? Uh, well, I wasn't until you brought it up, but thanks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be bad. Anyway, so yes, thank you. On uh, It was a good photograph. I, just, as far as like lighting and consistency and subject matter, it was dramatic. Quite frankly, your corpse pose is your best pose. It's a good look for you. <laughs> And to bleed in, to trant bleed, there's another part in the pun, but to just segue, sorry, into our topic today, I will say that James once, when he was in middle school, he drank an entire pot of coffee and he finished high school during middle school. It was like an awakening for him. Yeah, it turns out that sleep can, or caffeine can replace sleep, it can replace friendship, it can replace love. Like, if you have caffeine going through your system, you don't need anything else. You are good to go. So I I highly recommend it. The smaller you are, the better you are. You know, it really hits your system just right. And as long as your heart doesn't explode, you'll be invincible. I need a tanker truck if we're going just by body size. (laughs) All right, we will determine the sides with the Guam Quarter of Fate, and what will the sides represent for you? All right, heads, I'm arguing Starbucks. Tails, I'm arguing Dunkin' Donuts. Heads is Starbucks. Tails, Dunkin' Donuts. Here we go. And it is heads. You, sir, are Starbucks. Ooh, well, that is that is fortunate because I have once again been dealt the winning side. I mean, Starbucks is coffee. I mean, they're synonymous. And there's a reason Starbucks are conquering the world. They didn't go out and march into every city and town and country because they have inferior quality or inferior coffee. They got there because they're the best. I mean, this is the apex of capitalism. If you're good, you rise to the top. And if you're bad, you get crushed and shoved out. So there's a reason these Starbucks are on every other quarter. And it's because people want them there. They are giving the people what they want. And uh, in addition to that, I mean, there's the personalized service. They write your name right there on the cup. And who doesn't like to hear their own name <laughs> shouted in front of strangers? I mean, it's just the affirmation we're looking for. It's, it's like Twitter in real life. I mean, what, what is better than that? <laughs> well, the, self- <coughs> the self-centered, perhaps, are the ones that want to hear their name shouted out. And are you the kind of guy that makes your name like John Bon Jovi or Paul McCartney on your cup you just th- to kind of make everyone look at you and well, be you, in You think awe? I'm ever going to say my real name in public? Come on now. You know. <laughs> But Dunkin' Donuts, what Starbucks did to corner the market, and I gotta hand it to you, this is genius, was they amped up the caffeine content of their coffee. And so what they're doing is they're creating a bunch of addicts. They are the heroin dealers of America. And their coffee, it doesn't even taste that good. If you want good-tasting, smooth, rich, aromatic blend coffee, you gotta go to Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts sets the standard for coffee, and Dunkin' Donuts has the word donut right in the name. Starbucks has the word bucks in it, which is what it's going to cost you to buy their $27 coffee. Dunkin' Donuts, man, you can get a Bavarian cream, you can get a Long John, you can get an apple fritter, and there's nothing that goes better with a good cup of coffee than a good donut. Dunkin' Donuts is like peanut butter and chocolate, baby. It was only a matter of time. You know what else Dunkin' Donuts has in its name? Not the right number of letters. (laughs) 
They can't spell any word right. Duncan ending with an apostrophe rather than a G. In what in what part of the English language is that proper? And donuts actually they changed the reason we spell donuts with it with the without the U and the G and the H so much is because Dunkin' Donuts misspells it so often. Like that just it, it has broken the English language and made us all dumber for it. But really, like Starbucks is a social calling. It is a place to meet. Like you never have a first date and say, let's meet at Dunkin' Donuts. You meet at Starbucks. That's that is where you go. It is it is bringing people together. It's I mean, how many marriages do you think have started with with a first date at Starbucks? And how many marriages do you think have started with a first date at Dunkin' Donuts? And what do you bringing. think that Dunkin' Donuts marriage would look like? Just this, this is like the honey boo boo marriages of the world. I mean, this is this is not where you want to be heading. This is uh, I, I, Starbucks. It just it makes everything classier. It's the way to go. I didn't see you, James, as being a skinny jean, bad frames, beanie-wearing <laughs> hipster like that, that Starbucks has taken such a prominent position in the Breakwell house. No, it's where addicts meet. That's probably their hashtag for their motto, Starbucks, where addicts come to get their fix. Pretty soon they'll develop a way to mainline that caffeine, and then their coffee, that foul-tasting swill, won't even be necessary. I don't know that Starbucks drinkers actually prefer the taste of Starbucks coffee. I think they drink Drink it to get the, the fill, their fix, the caffeine. Dunkin' Donuts is where it's at. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts has better food. Starbucks has those scones. I've chipped four teeth in my life trying to eat one single Starbucks scone. Uh, like the Dunkin same Donuts. scone or did you try four different times because it was so good? <laughs> No, it was the same scone. I couldn't get through it. I needed a pickaxe to finally bust off a piece, and then I soaked it in, like, like gasoline for two days just to break it down enough to soften it. Dunkin' Donuts, man, their, their donut cakes are just moist and meaty and satisfying. Starbucks, you got to go somewhere else to eat if you go and get a drink. The, uh, what, what Dunkin' Donuts is, is it's, it's like the, the hangover palace, the, the IHOP for rural America. <laughs> In my town where I grew up, it wasn't rural. It was like 30,000 people. But the only things that would be open late at night were Steak and Shake, Dunkin' Donuts, and Walmart. Ooh. And you can, you can bet we hit up all of those to hang out. But really, it was the, like for the kids who came in from the country where my hometown was like the metropolis, <laughs> that they went to Dunkin' Donuts. I didn't realize this till, till years later. Like I was classier. I went to Walmart. You know, you can you can wander through the aisles and nobody sure. hassles you. Yeah, that's the that's the upscale thing to do. But yeah, the the the, the people from the, the the smaller schools in the country they all went to Dunkin' Donuts. And if you're if you're drunk out of your mind and have no ambition in life and nowhere to go, you just are naturally drawn to Dunkin' Donuts. And I love a donut as much as the next guy. But do you really need a donut when you're drunk at 3 a.m.? I mean, maybe. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know that that's that that's an argument in Dunkin' Donuts' favor. I don't know that that's making the world a better place. Uh, Starbucks and close is at a reasonable time because this is it's frequented by respectable people and it also it offers so much more than coffee they've got more drinks than i can even pronounce i mean all sorts of weird teas and and other types of tea i don't know there's a lot of liquid changing hands in there it's it's just it's an experience it's not just a a restaurant or a coffee shop and, and dunkin donuts can't touch that I like the double entendre there of a lot of liquid changing hands because that's exactly how it goes. Their coffee flows out and your checking account flows in. 
And when they put that app on your phone, so now they can just put their hand right in your checking account and pull whenever they want because they keep you coming back for more. And by the way, I'm glad you mentioned how easy it is to go to Dunkin' Donuts at 3 in the morning when you're drunk. Starbucks requires maintenance. You've got to coif your hair. You've got to get those <laughs> bad frames all shined up. You've got to get your beanie and your unwashed hair just all done up right. you got to get the skinny jeans turned and all everything tucked on the left or on the right. And then you've got to carry like a, an attache when you go into is Starbucks. That, is that the rule, an attache? Is it, uh, is yeah, it where well, spies uh, meet? <laughs> they have their hidden <laughs> plans in their briefcase? <laughs> or a Merce. One of the two. I don't know what you people do. But uh, Dunkin' Donuts, man, you walk in and you roll out of bed at 3 in the morning still drunk. And you can go into pajama bottoms and flip-flops if you want to because Dunkin' Donuts accepts all comers. You know and what? Dunkin you don't have yeah. to go into Starbucks. So it has a drive-through. You don't have to do anything. You can you can just stay in your car. You can order from the app, and they will just hand you your drink. Oh my no God. human contact needed. Have you ever been stuck in line behind one of your people that's ordering something at Starbucks and the drive-through, and it Never. takes them forty-five Never, minutes because they have fast, expedient service, and that's oh not a real God. thing. <laughs> the barista, their pen explodes into flames trying to get all the adjectives together. That those—I uh, almost said a bad word on the air—that all of those uh, typical Starbucks types likes to throw out. The epicenter of self-centeredness began at Starbucks. That you have your coffee or your latte or whatever your Italian and sports car name drink is exactly the way you want it and they shout out your name for all the others to herald and bow at your feet now dunkin donuts for the common man you and me our listeners they're common men they're common women they love the dunkin they you know they very well might but let, let me ask you this how many cups of dunkin donuts coffee have you had in your life or how many cups of starbucks coffee uh, they're probably pretty close. Now, I have had quite a bit of Starbucks coffee just because the people that we travel with for these hockey trips love Starbucks, and they bring it for free all the time. So I've had a fair amount of Starbucks, and especially in hotels when I'm going on the road, they serve Starbucks. But I grew up with Dunkin' Donuts near me, and so my experience for most of my life has been Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I, I I can believe that. So what you're saying is when you were young and immature, without without the appropriate taste for coffee, you enjoyed Dunkin' Donuts. And as you aged and progressed, you enjoyed Starbucks. I, I see, and I'm glad you admit that now for our listeners so they know exactly how to vote. If you're an adult, you vote for what? Starbucks. And if you're if you're a teenager, what? drunk in high school, you go to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. They each have a spot on the ecosystem. And I'm not going to deny that. We can't have America without both Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. But at this stage of your life, I mean, when you're hours from death at any given moment you need to be spending your, your time in Starbucks and not Dunkin Donuts you know even when I was in my 30s I was not bucking to make partner at the firm like I couldn't afford Starbucks probably still can't <laughs> like uh, for people that have just enough money in their pocket to buy actual coffee Dunkin Donuts is the only option is that how much is a Dunkin Donuts cup of coffee do we have a price range here to, to tell the listeners uh, I actually don't know because I get most of my coffee at the gas station and it's 99 cents. <laughs> we should have we added that choice. We're debating the wrong choices here. Well, by the way, all the Canadians right now are fuming, wanting to throw Tim Hortons into the mix here. Is Tim but Hortons, I, is, that, is that just a coffee shop or is that like a full-on restaurant? I'm unclear I, I, on how Tim Hortons works. Uh, it's uh, it's Canadian Dunkin' Donuts. Can is, it, uh, think of it that way. Okay, I, I understand completely. 
This is yeah. this makes sense to me. Yeah, but I mean, Starbucks, you just you just feel fancy when you walk in there, and it really it brings <laughs> class to places that don't have a lot of class. When you're in a smaller town or someplace, like when you talk to people, your town hasn't made it until you get a Starbucks. It's like a cultural <laughs> aspiration to get it up there. And I realize you've been big city Steve for so long, you might not remember what it's like out here in the sticks. But when you get that Starbucks, it's like it's like electricity has come to town. You're part of civilization again. Like people talk about you know pumpkin spice lattes and you're right there making oh, fun of it like if we didn't God. have starbucks who would we know who to make fun of how would we know who we're supposed to hate i mean like all of our memes <laughs> start with starbucks it is a cultural cornerstone wow. and without it we will be lost way to play both sides to your advantage that was nice well i'm gonna class up our joint a little bit by drawing this to a close it's the only way to leave with any kind of dignity all right, but before you do because i know you're gonna leave before we give out the code words we each need to pick a code <laughs> word a, a shape-based right. code word so what shape would you like to represent people to vote for if they think that you steve Olivas, won which you did not I am a star. I am a, I've, I've been a shooting star, a dying star, an imploding star this past week, but a star nonetheless. That is me. Okay, so you are a star, and, and I you. will be a square, because I feel like I firmly stand for the establishment, and that will be the easiest to remember. So if you think Steve won the debate, vote for star, and if you think James won the debate, which, which I did, vote what? square. That's that's easy enough to remember. And also easy to remember is how you can follow us. Follow us on YouTube at Wrong and Wronger, where you can still see the awesome video of Steve singing <laughs> Justin Bieber with that amazing cameo in the middle that totally saved his performance. And you're uncredited. welcome. Yes, uncredited. uncredited. We still don't know who that was who jumped in there, but somebody was amazing. Uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, iTunes, Wrong and Wronger on all of them. Search for that. And uh, where can they find us, Steve? Just me and you personally. Me and you personally can be found primarily on Twitter. That's where we lurk. I mean, hang out. I am <laughs> at Steve Olivas. Steve is spelled with a V, and Olivas is O-L-I-V-A-S. And you're, man, you're the unicorn. You got more votes uh, or more followers than most, like, uh, I was looking at touring comics out there. You've got more followers than every single one of them that I could find. Like, you are powerhouse, man. <laughs> hey, thank you for pointing out how far behind I am. The people who, people who make a living at this have many fewer followers and much more money. Clearly they're doing something right that I'm not. <laughs> well, they can't move a mountain online like you can. He is at Exploding Unicorn without the E and go to his fan page, Exploding Unicorn on Facebook with the E. And uh, we're going to come back next week and do all this all over again. And I don't know if I'll be knocking on death's door or stoned <laughs> as a... Uh, I can't even think of... I can't even do metaphors, and that's my strength. That's you my superpower. What? You had, you had a, a, an awesome line. Well, first of all, let me take a step back. The voting is going to be on at Exploding Unicorn Without the E. I need to specify that so you know where to go. At Exploding yep. Unicorn Without the E. But you sent me... So in your video, you ended it with, and that's the best I can do on Percocet. And I feel like that should be our <laughs> sign-off line for this podcast for all time. <laughs> All right, until next week, this is Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying this is the best we could do on Percocet. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey.